listening to Status. Today we have a very special guest, Safa Al-Ahmed. She's a freelance Saudi journalist and filmmaker who has spent a fair amount of time uh, in Yemen, at least a month most recently, uh, and shot a series of, of documentary films which will be airing uh, on BBC intermittently in the next few weeks. Uh, so we're happy to have you here. Welcome, Safa. It's lovely to be here, finally. We've been talking about this for months. I know, I know, and we finally made it happen, and we're hoping to to keep you around for as long as we possibly can, although I know you need to get a bite to eat, but nevertheless, <laughs> keep you on. <laughs> and, uh, and then we also want to make sure that we tap into a lot of the experiences and, and knowledge that you've acquired uh, during your time, not just in Yemen, but reporting elsewhere. So we're hoping to have you on status as often as we possibly can. Thank you. Real pleasure. W wonderful. So tell us a little bit about these most recent films. Now, let me just give people some context. Uh, you have, you've probably been able to accumulate one of the larger sort of repertoires of films on Yemen. And uh, of course, this is an area of, of the Middle East that is neglected, forgotten, underreported for a variety of different reasons. But, uh, but in in your case, you've made this uh, a, a real focus of your work. So in 2012, your first film on Yemen is Al-Qaeda in Yemen, and it was broadcast on Frontline P uh, PBS. Uh, and then a couple of years later, The Rise of the Houthis in 2014, and then again, uh, Yemen in Fragments in the same year. And then most recently, these two films that uh, you've uh, been able to bring forth out of Yemen, uh, the first being The Siege on Taz, which broadcast in Arabic on BBC, uh, a week or so ago, and uh, the English language version is is forthcoming, and then later on another film on uh, on Aden or a series mm -hmm. of of short short films uh, on Aden, which will be uh, also presented exclusively on um, on BBC. So this is a, a fairly substantial amount of content on Yemen, which of course renders you. Uh, our, res our resident expert on, on Yemen. So if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about this most recent experience, uh, what it means to have gone to Yemen at this time, where you, you, know, where you went, some of the sort of salient ideas and experiences that you bring forth? Yeah, uh, I mean, my last trip to uh, Yemen was probably the hardest mm -hmm. uh, logistically, uh, simply because... Uh, I, I wasn't allowed by the Houthis due to my last film to enter uh, directly by uh, by plane to Sana'a. Um, and also because planes arriving in Sana'a have to land in Saudi Arabia first. So I'm not wanted by them either. So it became a logistical nightmare to find a way in. So basically I ended up uh, getting in for, on a boat from Djibouti to Aden, uh, which was a horrendous trip. It was like 34 hours. And, but that's what most Yemenis have to do to enter Yemen if they want to go down south. Um, so it, it, it was quite, like from the get-go, it just shows you how difficult this situation in Yemen has become. Uh, it's already one of the poorest countries in the Arab world. And uh, it's become increasingly unmanageable for most people. I mean, the, the number of unemployed is in the millions inside, inside Yemen right now. I, I cannot even imagine. I've seen only 
very little the realities of a lot of people that are uh, struggling to, to live day to day. I mean, because I, um, my contact are uh, with fighters and the fighters are the ones who, uh, who, who get salaries these days in Yemen. Yeah. Nobody else does. And it's a, it just goes to show you how fragile uh, the situation has become. I would argue that there is no longer a Yemen. Uh, North and South effectively are um, completely severed from each other. I've had a chance to watch uh, the siege on, on Taz, and I have to say uh, to our to our listeners that this is quite possibly the most jarring and and deeply troubling f- film that I've seen on Yemen as of late, and 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 oh. or or ever for that matter. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. The no, it's 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 really quite it's really quite remarkable in both the, your ability to access areas, whether it's war zones or you know military front front lines. But also on on the receiving end of much of, of of this conflict, the violence and and the the social impact that it's had on society at large. Uh, so an inordinate amount of time is spent inside the hospitals, uh, looking you know looking at how uh, strapped for resources they are, and and the real sort of collective struggle of living both under siege um, and also uh, trying trying to cope with um, with an incredible amount of of, of pain and suffering yeah. um, can you- I really wanted yeah I, I really wanted to stay longer uh, Saura hospital um, is an amazing story uh, but because of how difficult it was to enter Taz um, and how dangerous the situation was on the ground uh, we were only able to stay there for a short period of time so basically um, I spent three days in the hospital trying to follow the stories of of the different doctors and patients coming in and out. And, and, you know, you, you can read about like how bad the situation is in Yemen, but you can't really fully comprehend it until you see like doctors getting together and discussing who will get oxygen, meaning who's going to survive and who's going to die. And that's, that's quite a stark reality. And I mean, I mean, for doctors, they, they're used to doing these like daily life and death situations, but they like you talk to them and they're like, I never imagined that I would have to discuss something based purely on whether I have enough oxygen to operate or not. You know, like that's, that's not a normal consideration for a doctor. And it, it, it was just heartbreaking. It was just, um, they were all dazed and confused about this. Like nobody really thought that Taz would come to this, to, uh, to the state that it is now. And and I, it was fascinating to see, like even within the hospital itself, like this debate of why why are we still under siege? Yeah, why with the firepower of uh, a country like Saudi Arabia and the UAE that buy millions, if not billions of dollars worth of weapons that have been bombarding the entire country for almost a year now. Why is that still happening? Why are they under siege? And and, and so th- there are a lot of, I mean, it, it, it wasn't the purview of this film, but definitely these are questions being asked by the people on the ground. And uh, just seeing how meaningless the death was you know what I mean? Like that—that that is the hardest thing. Like this war. Why is this war even happening? Why are we under siege? There, there are basic questions about uh, about their suffering and and the death that they're seeing that is unanswerable. And so it, it, this this film to me was the um, really difficult. Um, 
because uh, I mean, you know how uh, in the media you always talk about Yemen on the brink or, uh, you know, a Yemen on the edge. It's always the cliche thing about Yemen. Yemen is no longer on the edge. <laughs> Yemen ha- has uh, has gone off the deep end basically, and and there is there is nothing holding it together, um, and that's quite frightening. Um, and nobody is really talking about that. Nobody is really talking about the importance of contextualizing what's happening in Yemen in a real way. Um, I think um, yeah, Saudi Arabia has done a brilliant job of uh, stopping uh, journalists from going in. And uh, the Houthis have done the same. Uh, they are both not interested in having... Uh, stories told that don't fit their own agendas and so we are stuck in between them trying to run around and circumvent them to to tell uh, the stories but all of, all of us I think every time I go to Yemen I still feel like I'm, I'm in the darkness with a flashlight and trying to see something but it's still it's such a complex story it's it's such a with a lot of conspiracy theories, especially when it comes to Al-Qaeda and ISIS and uh, other extremist groups and who stands to benefit from what's going on in Yemen. Um, so it's extremely difficult to get a story out without confusing the hell out of everybody who's going to watch it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like there's it, there's long debates afterwards in the edit room. But like, OK, how much can I say without confusing things? But also, if I don't say enough, then it becomes inaccurate. And um I struggle with that every time I go to Yemen.